And we are live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me here today. My name is Mikey Paisley. And for the last little over a month, my girlfriend and I have been going on a diet trying to cut out craft beer. And we are both craft beer enthusiasts. So finally, after a little over a month, we decided to uh, break this diet. And I finally get to enjoy my lovely IPA. You're listening to the Babble Bear Podcast. And let's talk about it. All right, I think that was long enough for my music clip. We'll see. Wow, guys. So. We have a lot to talk about for this episode. Um, I've been scrounging all over different uh, news sites and news articles trying to figure out what I want to talk about in today's episode. Um, The first thing I want to discuss was something I have noticed going back through all my other uh, podcasts, and that is I want to give you all a very sincere and formal apology for how I talk. I know. I mumble terribly. My pronunciation is awful. I talk really fast. So for today's episode, I am trying to make it a mission that I'm going to talk a little bit slower and a little bit more clear and hope for the best. We'll see how long I can keep that up for. Once we get into some of these stories, some of these topics I'm uh, I'm really energetic about. So we'll see how long I can go through those. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about, um, a few of you may have seen this in your news feeds and on social media and on the news itself. Um, there is this notorious FedEx, FedEx assassin um, is what the story was. And this uh, story originally grabbed my eye because it had a tie in to Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, I thought it was something related to the uh, accomplice of his that has recently been put into custody. I thought she had gotten killed at first, which I thought if that's the case, this is absolutely ridiculous. And uh, we can go on for hours about deep state and all this and that. I'm going to save myself the trouble and your ears the trouble. If you have any questions about the case of Jeffrey Epstein, or um, the things he's accused of, what all went on there, just check out the documentary on Netflix. I haven't got the chance to watch it yet, but I've watched enough podcasts and news articles. I kind of get the gist, but hopefully one of these days I'll be able to give that a watch. Um, That all being said, I had seen these articles on um, social media, specifically on Facebook, that um, the son of... um, Judge, what was her name? Let me see here. It was uh, um, Esther Salas, who is a United States district uh, judge. Her son, Daniel, who is 20 years of age, was uh, shot and killed at their home um, by a man disguised as a FedEx driver. And the tie-in between her and Jeffrey Epstein was that she was handling a lawsuit towards the bank where Jeffrey Epstein was one of their customers. 
the killer or the suspected killer, nothing's been proven in court yet, but the suspected killer, his name was um, Roy Den Hollander, who was also an attorney. Um, specifically, he was an anti-feminist attorney. He uh, tried to have multiple lawsuits, did have multiple lawsuits, def- several court cases against um, things relating to women, such as bars that had women drink free nights. Um, I believe he tried to um, vote against or rule against something like that against uh, women being drafted in the United States military. Um, so clearly very anti-feminist, including he had many quarrels with uh, judges that were female, or I should say identified as female, um, such as the judge uh, that we are discussing here today. Uh, I feel really bad if I am saying her name wrong. I believe it's Esther Salas. Um, please correct me down below if I'm saying that incorrectly. But um, he had several quarrels with her. And then it seems that that led to um, him doing this terrible act to her and to her family. Uh, I believe he even shot and wounded her husband. Uh, I believe that he is recovering in the hospital currently. Um, But unfortunately, the sad news is that her son did pass due to his injuries. Um, uh, Roy Den Hollander did then uh, sounds like he had committed commit suicide i believe the day um after these um, events had transpired um the thing that really caught my eye though that i wanted to discuss and that i thought was just kind of troubling was this time between this terrible terrible killing happening and then it almost becoming a meme about jeffrey epstein because obviously you know the questions behind his suicide in prison and whatnot and it very as quickly turned into like, oh, see, it's just another thing of how Hillary Clinton is trying to trying to hide this thing. And there's been already multiple memes about Hillary Clinton dressed as a FedEx delivery driver when in reality, and you know, maybe I don't have all the facts, maybe I'm not seeing it, but from face value, the reality is really the only relation this judge has to him on face value is that she handled a lawsuit against the bank that worked with him. Um, specifically that, you know, he was one of the various customers that they were having shady transactions with. I could be wrong, but to me, that doesn't really sound like her quarrel was against him. It sounds like her quarrel was against one of the banks that he was using. Um, If any of you have more information on this, if any of you are a little more educated than I on this, feel free to correct me. But to me, it almost sounds like an easy cash grab for these uh, news sites and social media sites um, and users to use to um, get a quick buck by just throwing his name attached to this killing that really has nothing to do with Jeffrey Epstein whatsoever. Um, that was just my hot take on that particular issue at the moment. Um, another interesting news article that is a little more lighthearted. Many of you may have heard of the Naked Athena. Yes, in the protests that are happening right now in Portland, Oregon, I believe this happened yesterday. Um, During the protest, a woman walked out only wearing a cap and a face mask, um, completely naked, and walked right in front of the um, proceeding um, police officers. I believe it was police officers. It could have been National Guard, but I believe it was police officers that she walked out to. Um, As the article reads, or a few of the articles that I read, she uh, walked out in front of these guys completely naked and everyone for a second stopped. Everyone just stopped what they were doing. Um, it did lead to them firing, uh, I believe it was like pepper spray paintballs at her feet. 
to where a man with a homemade shield ran out to like cover her. And I, and this is where it gets a little skeptical because I'm not sure exactly what happened, but the man like ran out with his shield to protect the lady. And then she kind of like dodged him and tried to evade him because once she didn't get permission for him to touch her and, uh, and maybe like she was trying to get hit. Maybe she was trying to make a stance that, you know, even nothing, clearly no weapons are on her, obviously. And yet she is still being treated with this very aggressive force. That could have been it too. Uh, right now, the identity of the woman is not out there because she wasn't even arrested. Um, they tried, to, the police tried to fire the paintballs, missed. Uh, she stood there for a while longer and eventually the police dispersed and went somewhere else. So she didn't even get arrested. She, naked, stopped these police officers in their tracks. And so now the hashtag Naked Athena is spreading all across uh, social media and across the news right now. That is a good tie into the next conversation I want to have want to have with you guys which um is going to deep a little dip a little bit more into a political spectrum but like i said one of the various missions i had in creating this podcast was one and most importantly was for um humor i want to make you guys laugh i want to make, make you uh look past whatever is going on in your own lives whatever else you know stresses and whatnot that you have going on hopefully for a few minutes can just make you laugh and make you enjoy life um, the second mission was to help give people a different perspective as well, to look for this understanding between people, to find the overall what makes us people and the fact that I do believe the majority of us are in the middle ground. We're not left. We're not right all the way. We have middle ground. We have this overall understanding with each other. And so one of the conversations I want to have was talking about something that's really big in um, the political conversations right now, and that is Black Lives Matter. So I cannot say this clearly enough. I support Black Lives Matter. Let's hear that one more time. I support Black Lives Matter. And I don't like the ideology behind All Lives Matter. So let's talk about that. Um, specifically, let's talk about why I don't like all lives matter. And again, this is a conversation. If you all, if you are an all lives matter supporter, I want you to comment below. I want you to message me directly. If you want to be on the podcast, I would love to have you on the podcast to have this conversation with you. The reasons I have, or the reasons I believe in what I believe when it comes to this particular topic is that, you know, if let's first, let's break down what black lives matter means, right? Let's break that down. Black lives matter means that black lives matter. Not matter more, not matter less. They matter just like everyone else. Black lives matter. Hispanic lives matter. Asian lives matter. And yes, white lives matter too. But that is not the conversation we need to have right now in our country. It's not. The conversation that we need to have is that black lives do matter. And the reason why I have my grudges against people who initial reaction is to just fight back that all lives matter is this, which could pull us into a whole separate other pothole here, but Saying all to me, saying all lives matter 
is almost just not identifying or agreeing with the fact that, you know, there is a skin privilege. There is a white privilege when it comes to the topic police brutality that is currently the the main conversation, the main protest right now. And in saying all lives matter and in the tie in here that you are essentially you're saying that, you know, white privilege isn't a thing. And I do agree. Like if you honestly, if you say all lives matter, but also say white privilege is a thing, I have so many questions for you because the conversation isn't that black lives matter more. It's that they, they just matter. They just care and trying to identify white privilege and trying to, you know, try to bring everyone more to equal, trying to recognize these injustices that are, that are happening. Let me try to correlate my thoughts here. Um, So if you do believe that all lives matter, then what? Because people of the darker skin color, people who are black are dying. They, and not even just dying, you know, like, in, like police violence is like, look at, like, look at the results. Like you, you can find a million articles about this. They statistically get hurt in their encounters with the police more than people of white color. And no, you're not going to convince me that that's because every single one of them didn't listen to the police while every single white person did. Because that is impossible. Because every person is different. Every person is different. Every person handles things different. I know white people who are trashy. I know black people who are trashy. I also know some very smart, very educated black people. I know some very smart, very educated white people. We're all different. We are all different. Yet for some reason, this particular group is getting hurt more with their encounters with police. Okay? We just go there. So if you say all lives matter, then what? Because you can say that. Sure, go ahead. Say all lives matter. But then how are you supporting this actual thing that's happening and hurting the black community? Who? What politician are you voting for? What, what parade are you marching in? Who are you having the conversation with of saying, hey, this needs to stop? Because if you have one, sure, go for it. Shoot for that. But the majority, or I at least believe the majority of people who say, all lives matter. They don't do anything after that. They just say all lives matter. Blanket statement, wash their hands off. I did my social work justice for the for the day. You know, I'm a, I'm a social warrior. No, that's not how it works at all. You know, even if you have your uh, disgruntledies with the heads of Black Lives Matter, you know, or or the arguments you've had on on social media. You have to understand the overall message, overall like purpose of this organization, of, of this movement of Black Lives Matter is just making these, these, these police brutalities, these, these unnecessary killings less, make them stop, you know? And if you can't understand the, just the pure statistics of it, then I don't know what conversation to even have. 
I mean, if you have factual information that proves everything I just said wrong, I'm, I'm 100% down to hear it. I want to hear it. I do. But that's what I'm trying to point out here. Um, and this, this kind of ties in with, um, if you guys saw the viral video, uh, released back in May of Amy Cooper and unrelated to her Christian Cooper. So what happened was there's an encounter with this white woman and this black man in Central Park in New York. I believe the encounter starts out that the ladies that the uh, the lady's dog was off its leash, and in the park it is a rule the dog has to be on a leash. So the man had asked her to put the dog on a leash, and then that's where this argument just spirals out of control. And then he starts recording the lady. She, he records the lady, and she walks up towards the man and says, "Stop recording me! Stop recording me! Stop recording me!" As she's trying to like as she's holding her dog back, and he he tells her. Man, please don't come towards me. Please don't come towards me. And she just keeps going. Stop recording. Stop recording. He keeps repeating. Stop coming towards me. Stop coming towards me. And she says, okay, I'm going to call the police. And I'm going to tell them you're recording me. And I'm going to tell them an African-American man is threatening me. Trevor Noah did a bit on this because in that moment, she let everyone know this, this, this well-known secret, as you will, this thing that we all know about, but never talk about. And she proclaimed it, that she has that power as a white woman to look at a black man and say, I know how I could hurt you. I know how I could end your life if I wanted to, by just dialing 911. That is a real thing. That is a real issue. And honestly, like what even got me really into thinking about this, and this is this is me calling myself out here, okay? So when George Floyd, um, when it first went public that he had passed away in police custody, that he had died because a grown man knelt on his neck. And again, I'm calling myself out here because when I first started hearing about the rioting, that initially had got me more upset and excuse my French here, but I had to call myself out and I'm like, you asshole, dude, you seriously just got more upset about some buildings getting hurt than you did about a human life being taken. And I had to like put myself in check and reevaluate my entire thought process on everything that's going on in our country right now. Uh, you know, especially, especially with, with this and, you know, not to get too nerdy with you guys, but, um, a quote I thought back to was in the dark night when Joker is talking to Harvey Dent and he goes, you know, a truck full of soldiers gets blown up every day. No one bats an eye because it's all part of the plan. But I threaten one little mayor and everyone loses their mind. But instead of this time, instead this time, it being a truck full of soldiers being blown up, it's these people of color, these 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 black lives that are being killed every day, all the time in these police encounters, and the mayor being threatened. The the weird thing that all of a sudden we get all upset about are these riots, you know, and and that's where I really had to put myself in check. That that is where I got upset. Because, you know, day in and day out, you hear about police brutality and you hear about this and that. And it just became kind of like a fact of life. 
instead of stopping and realizing that we could really make a difference. And I think we have, honestly. I'm happy the protests that are happening right now are happening, you know, because I think it's going to make real change. I think finally we will get the right politicians that we need. We'll, we'll finally step up as a younger generation and be like, all right, voting really does matter. We need to vote to get those, those people in the office. And, and I, you know, I think with those right politicians, with those right votes, we will get what we need. I, and in no way, and I should make this very, very clear. Am I supporting defunding the police? In fact, I would like, I would want to fund them even more because then we can make it a harder job to get, you know, and I'm not a police officer. I haven't gone through the academy. I have no idea how even difficult that is. That's another thing. We don't even know how hard that training is. It might be the best it possibly could be. I doubt it because I roughly know like how much the average police officer makes. And I don't think it's enough to do that job to take on that risk. Because it is a lot of risk, especially, you know, moving forward, taking more of the, okay, at the last resort, do I take this person's life? That is a lot of risk that they have to take. That is a lot of risk they have to take. I support the blue 110% because they do put their lives on the line every single day. And I don't believe every cop is a bad cop. In fact, I believe the majority of them are good cops. But, and I hate to use this term because it gets used a lot, there are bad apples. And I think the pro- right now the best route is to do you know more funding, more training, more pay. Make it a harder job to get with the ex- expectation you're putting more risk trying to preserve lives. That's just my hot take on the uh, entire conversation. But... Um, please guys comment below. Let me know. Let me know what you think. I'm sorry we did not end this podcast on a uh, happier note, but it's something that I've had stewing up there for a while and I really want to talk about it. I'm looking forward to um, finding volunteers who would like to join me on these podcasts, um, sit down and have these interviews and talk about these topics with me. Um, if you Again, if you disagree with any of the things I just said, or if you know for sure any things I said you can prove are factually incorrect, Please send me a message. Please comment below. I want to know those things. I want to educate myself. And in having conversation, hopefully that means we can reach understanding. Thank you guys for joining me once again. And hope I see you soon.